this episode is it's not personal as we are working towards our goal. As we share our knowledge and experience, we help other innovative thinkers unleash their potential. As a result, our personal growth becomes exponential. Exponential. We are building bridges and changing lives by making space for authentic relationships to build trust. This leads to organic collaboration and real synergy. Welcome to the Bridge Builders Podcast, resourcing innovative thinkers with the tools and opportunities to thrive. Opportunities to thrive. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Bridge Builder Podcast, where we are building bridges and changing lives. I am your host, Chauncey Horton, and my guy, Peter Hartsell with Treehouse Media Co. is on. Uh, we are getting right into it today. This this episode is uh, really on the heels of the previous episode. I don't know if you listened to them in order, but the last episode that we did, we were talking about the reality that we are people, right? And we have to do business and relationship with people. And we understand that people are different. And so it takes a different kind of communication to, to move things forward because people are different. But in that reality, we are doing business, right? We have a mission to move forward. We have a goal. We have a project that is due when it's due, right? I got this thing that, you know, if you, if what you feel dictates what you do, then expect that to correlate to what you have, right? And so at the end of the day, um, I hear some of the, 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 the big guys say it that, you know, you don't stop when you are tired. You stop when you're done, right? We have to get the thing for, we have to get the thing done. Like, Ultimately, you know, I got to go on my team and it's like, oh, you know, I, well, I sent the email. Um, I said, well, did, did it get done? You know, <laughs> I, said, well, I sent the email. OK, cool. But but did it get done? Right. So did, did the email work? Did that did that, you know, get us where we were trying to go uh, in this particular task? And OK, it didn't. Well, after that, did you send another email or did you call? Did you go by? Did you call someone else? Because ultimately the thing has to get done, right? I mean, we're at work and career and doing these things. And and it's not, the reason for that is not for um, social benefit. You know, even though we have to be considerate of that because we are human beings, but that's not the reason why we entered into this relationship. It is for an end goal to earn or to build this team or this business or this building, whatever it is. And so that thing has to get done. We have to not get lost uh, in the personable space of the interaction. And how do we navigate? It's not personal, right? It's not personal um, as we are working towards our goal. Peter, what are are your thoughts on that, man? So I've been reading this book uh, about Elon Musk and I was really struck by uh, this story that they were telling uh, about Elon's personal assistant, a woman named Mary Beth Brown. And she was with him for 12 years. And there was a point in time where she came to him and she asked for a raise. And um, I'm not sure if you've seen the Iron Man movies, but uh, Mary Beth Brown was kind of like the pepper pots to, uh, you know, to Tony Stark. She did everything. She like scheduled his uh, personal time, time with kids, family, 
all the work stuff. She set her desk up outside of his, his, uh, cubicle. So, you know, if he was having a rough day, uh, and somebody wanted to go have a meeting with him, like she was there to, you know, let him know, Hey, he's, you know, he's not, not today, not right now. Like he's having a rough, rough time right now. So save it for another time or whatever. So she was like the gatekeeper to his whole schedule and his world. And so she asked him for a raise and, uh, he responded, Elon responded with, well, I'm not sure. Um, I mean, I'm sure you're worth whatever it is that you're asking for. Um, but I need to know, I need to feel it out. So why don't you take a vacation, take a couple weeks off, go take a vacation. And I'm going to, I'm going to pick up the tasks that you've been doing for me. And then when you come back, then I'll feel how much I need you. And then I'm happy to pay you whatever you're asking. Cause I, but I need to know. And so after she came back, uh, from her vacation, he said, yeah, I, I've been doing fine without you. So, um, I think it's time to let you go. And so in other words, she went from thinking I'm going to get a raise to now I don't have a job. And I mean, for her, it was pretty shocking. I actually, as I was listening, uh, or, or, uh, going through this story and then I, I went online and I did some reading, found some articles online to try to figure out some of the nuts and bolts of like what actually happened, because it seemed like quite a startling, uh, set of circumstances. And, you know, people were saying, man, she's been with him for 12 years and running his whole life. And for him to fire her just because he felt like she wasn't adding value to his life anymore, it was kind of weird. And as I was reading through that, I thought, well, you know, Elon's response when asked about it, he said, you know, 12 years is a great span of time for any job, you know, and she's going to do great for somebody else. It's just, she wasn't, you know, it was her time to go. And, you know, for him, like he was looking at this very much as a, you know, it's not personal. It's not that I don't like you or I think you're a bad person or you're a terrible personal assistant. It's just that the thing that I had hired you to do, it made a huge impact in those 12 years. Like he would not have been able to build SpaceX and Tesla and all the other things that he was doing, have a personal relationship with his kids without her help because she really helped facilitate all that. But he finally got to a point where that wasn't needed anymore in order to get to where he was going. And now maybe there's going to be another season in time where he does need that type of person again, and maybe she's it, or maybe it's somebody else. But right now he doesn't need that to, to move forward with what he's trying to do. So like uh, I mentioned this in our last episode and I, we're going here in, in future episodes talking about the end goal, having the end goal in mind. And when you know where you're headed, when you have clarity, uh, as to where you're headed and where, where you're, uh, where you're going, you reverse engineer that to daily tasks, weekly tasks, monthly tasks that get you to your, you know, to your desired destination. And so when you know where you're going, and I believe Elon Musk knows where he's going, like he's known since he was nine years old, pretty much like I'm going to Mars, I'm going to colonize Mars. That's like, he, he knew that's where he was heading. And so because he knows where he's going, then he knows the things that he needs on a day-to-day basis in order to get himself there. And sometimes he gets derailed and sometimes he gets distracted, but for the most part, you know, that's, that's the clarity of the direction. So I'll use, I'm using that as an example. And so let's kind of bring that home, bring that idea home and like, take a look at your personal life and, and your, in your business life, your, whether you're an employee or you're a, a entrepreneur, or maybe you're a manager um, if, if you're not sure where you're heading, then all the circumstances and all the people around you, it all becomes very volatile 
and everything is, um, there's not a lot of clarity or con- concrete connection to anything. Uh, so circumstances just become these like viral, uh, random happenings. And you're, re- you constantly get in the cycle of responding to events rather than viewing an event as a, um, you know, a challenge or a thing to be worked through. And sometimes that actually equates to people. Sometimes people were a great fit at one point in time. And then the, the end goal or, or the reason that they were there, that is, that is achieved. And then you have to reassess and say, well, all right, I brought you in because we needed to get here and we got there. That's awesome. We accomplished the goal. So now we're not going to just keep going down, like keep trying to accomplish more things because we've already achieved where we're, what we tried to achieve. So now we have to reevaluate, reassess. And I know Chauncey, you, you could talk a little bit about this. Like you, you said it a really good way when you said like, you kind of come up for air and then you get back down into the trenches. You want to like kind of talk through that. Cause I think that'll help to give some context to this idea. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that, perspective is that while we are doing what we're doing, you have to go up and get vision, right? It's the, it's the old proverbial adage about the trees in the forest, right? Like you have to get up and look at the forest so you know directionally where are we going? You know, where's my destination? What are we doing? And then you have to get down and, and actually navigate through the trees in order to get there. But occasionally come up, you know, assess and see where you are, then get back down and go through it. And that's how, that's the only way you're going to physically move something forward. A lot of times, you know, we stay in the visionary space, you know, and we're looking, you know, at the bigness of the forest and we are, you know, seeing the horizon and, and the, the, you know, daybreak on the tree line, but we never, you know, dig into the reality of what's before me, you know, how do I move this thing forward? You know, when you see the the end goal, it does dictate the disciplines. It determines what you do, right? If the why is powerful, then the how is manageable. So when you know why you're doing it or where you're going, then how you get there and what you do to get there, you can navigate that. But we have to put the energy on, we got to get in there and do the thing, you know? And then I think to our uh, topic today, not taking it personal, right? Not getting in our feelings about what it is or what it takes to to get there, right? And mm-hmm. And it's hard. When somebody says, hey, yeah. you're in your feelings, <laughs> you know, get out yeah. your feelings so that we can move this thing forward. When you're in your feelings, it makes you that much more, you know, pissed off about, right. you know, right. whatever the, the the situation is. But it does take a measure of that. Hey, let's pick our heads up and, and see what we're doing and make sure we know where we're going. Right. Mm-hmm. And then how does this thing move that forward? Yeah. And I think that your point to that, and, and this is the, um, this is the crux of this is that understanding, like we're, we're here to help you grow personally, of course, like personal development's really key and important, but this is, this is really a business focused, uh, business centric organization. Bridge Builders is here to help yeah. you build bridges and change your life. And of course, there's going to be a personal element to that, but we're talking about business relationships, business circumstances, and, and it's really hard when we're dealing with people, people are emotional. We are emotional beings. 
And we have, we have to remember that in dealing with people, but we also have to remember that we're here to do a job. We're here to get something done. We're here to go somewhere together to build something big and amazing and, and meaningful. Right. So and it takes what it takes. It takes what it takes. That's right. And so if something happens that kind of rubs you the wrong way, it's not bad to feel an emotional feeling. I mean, it's, it's natural, it's human, but it's also important to get a little bit of grit and understand if I'm feeling too emotionally uh, bummed out by something not going my way, maybe I'm too emotionally attached to my task list and I'm not uh, motivated enough by the end goal. Maybe I don't understand the end vision enough. So a good manager is someone that is able to really help to reinforce and communicate the big vision to everybody on the team effectively and consistently so that when there's a squabble, when there's an emotional, um, uh, when there's friction, when there's conflict, when any of that stuff happens, a lot of times that stuff arises when we forget why we're here and what right. our end goal is. So a good manager is someone that's able to communicate clearly and, and help to realign if there's conflict and say, hey guys, why are we here? What are we fighting over? What, what's, the, what's the conflict over? Because it's very likely that the conflict or the, or the issue or the problem, um, or maybe, maybe you know, in your Mary Beth Brown's type situation and you get let go from a really amazing opportunity because you're not needed anymore. It doesn't mean that you're not valuable. It just means that your role is not needed. And now maybe there's a place where you'd fit better in that organization and you can stay with that organization. Or maybe it's time for you to go find something bigger and better. Or it's, maybe it's time to add value, right? Oh, maybe it's time right. to switch your position mm. or what you do, what you bring to the organization because we've hit that milestone. Yeah. And now if I want to stay in this space, in this community, what does it need? Right. What is needed here? And then not only what's needed here, but what what do I need? Mm. You know, and then how do those things line up? And if there's not uh, if it doesn't make sense in the moment, it's not personal. I tell my guys this all the time. It's like, hey, man, this is the job. Right. This is what we're doing. This is what the ask is. And this is what the compensation is. You know, if if it works, then it works. And if it doesn't, that's OK. It's not personal. You know, it's like this project only has this budget. <laughs> this is the cap on it. Right. And so this is and for the position, the work that, that we are needing done, this is what the value is for. it. This is yeah. what the compensation is. And, you know, either you want to do it or you don't. Either you have the capacity to do it or you don't. And if you don't, it's OK. It's not personal. I'm not personally right. saying that there's no value in you and you're not. It's not. I hope that there's no personal deal where, you know, you're, you're kind of offended as opposed to let's you know, objectively assess this situation and say, hey, this is not personal. Either it works or it don't. Either it's time to move forward or there's a pivot that happens, right? Like I yeah. can I can put more energy on myself and 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 continue to add value in this space if me being in this space is is where I'm supposed to be. But you know, if the task is, is accomplished, if the, if the business has reached this point of of maturation or whatever the end goal was, then it's okay. It's not personal, right? We have to move it along. Even when the pressure is applied to, hey, remember, we, we're going somewhere and I need you to put this amount of energy and contribution into our uh, project, into our family, into our business. And because I'm asking you to do that, I'm not attacking you. I'm right. just saying, you know, this is what we agreed to and it's not personal. So if we can detach that yeah. and, and work on the mission, then that, that'll bring a lot more productivity and peace, you know, in the totally. 
our progress, right? Yeah, because you're taught in in our common enemy episode. Um, I kind of brought up this topic uh, or this uh, idea of the minimum wage. Minimum wage hasn't changed in a while, and so a lot of times people use that as an excuse. The minimum wage is too low, and when I I think the the reality is like you just hit on that. This is the job. This is the compensation. It is what it is. Like if you think you're worth more, if you think that you should be making more, then either this is not the right opportunity for you or show me you're worth more and show me what you can do to help like maybe you're maybe you are worth more, maybe you figured out a way to accomplish twice as much in half the time. Well, I'll pay you twice as much because you're giving me that value and and you're going to you're going to help me move the ball down the field twice as fast and so I'm happy to pay you twice as much because you're giving me that value but if you're not able to show me that like if you want to go work at McDonald's you know what you're going to get paid you know what you're going to do and and if you want to raise then you either have to prove to the McDonald's that you're ready to be a manager or you're ready or you want to start your own franchise or like I, I think the 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 minimum wage thing is a good topic because a lot of people squabble over, you know, minimum wage should be higher. It should be higher. It should be higher. And we're we're saying that instead of, well, there's a lot of other opportunity outside of minimum wage jobs. Doesn't mean minimum wage jobs are um, a bad thing. And sometimes you're you may be in a position in life where that's all you have access to. So we're here to help you level up. So that's not all you have access to. But if it is all you have access to right now, we're here to help you level up so you can do that the best that you possibly can and get to a point where maybe your uh, your opportunity, your circumstance is going to change because your marketability as a as an employee or even as like a manager and entrepreneur your your uh, abilities increase and so i think that you know again it's not personal if we if we can separate the emotional personal nature from business then we look at our tasks and we look at, at what value we bring to the marketplace objectively yeah. rather than emotionally and then when things don't go our way we, we're going to go back to the personal responsibility thing again. When things don't go our way, all we, the only person we have to blame is ourselves. I didn't bring my A game. I didn't bring my best today. Right. I didn't. I didn't show that I, you know, that I am worth what I'm asking for. And yeah. so, who do I have to blame? But me. Like I can't blame my boss if he doesn't see the value. It's not my boss's fault. It's my fault for not showing him my value. Right, man. That, that's that's the two two edged sword right there because there are situations where you sure. know the system doesn't allow yes. for certain opportunities right yes. there there's systemic things in our country mm-hmm. against certain people you know people of color different things like that that hey man there are legit hurdles you know That's right. but mm-hmm. there're also legal you know things put in place where it's not a absolute barrier That's you right. know and if i know that i have done all that i could in this moment then i do i sleep well at night and i'm confident in my position yep. and and nobody can really stop you this they is can't the take that away from you the opportunity is there you know and yep. you're right they cannot take it away and regardless of intent there is opportunity so if we can understand that we get paid for the value that we bring into the market come on not for the not for the time right like if we, we get to the job like man they're only paying me this much it speaks to that that minimum wage thing i'm only paid this much well that's just what is available there, you know, but that's not all that you're worth. 
But if that's all you produce, then that's all you're going to get compensated for. And it's not personal. It's not speaking to your personal value or identity, but it speaks to the the interaction and the exchange that we have in this Mm -hmm. moment around this particular thing. So, you know, wherever you are right now, if you can put energy on yourself, whether it's reading or a course or just, you know, working at it, right? Just legit working at it. You can bring more value and you will level up. If you can add more value and knowing that it's not personal, I've had two people in the last, you know, month come and ask me for raises, you know, and I'm like, okay, hey, I would love, love to pay you more. I want you to be well and in the best position you can for your family and your future and all that. But if you want to earn more from from this company, then I need you to deliver more. There has to be more value. But for where, where you are and what you're doing, you know, it's only... This this is a lateral conversation for that, but I want you to be successful. So here, let's put a plan in place yeah. because I will show you how to bring more value. If you can do these things, then you can earn this amount of money because we need this. There's a need here, mm-hmm. right? You know, successful people are here. If you can take things off their plate and add value to it, you can determine your earnings. What Art yeah. Williams, man, I love the speech. This the, just do a speech. He's like, what's the difference between the $50,000 a year person and the $500,000 a year person. Well, it's the value that they bring to the marketplace, right. the value that they bring to the company. And so it's not personal because the, the CEO would love to pay you, you know, half a million dollars a year. But if your output is, you know, only serves the company at about $50,000 a year, then it's not personal, right? It's not personal. Just put energy on yourself, bring more value and then you'll you'll bring more compensation. So, man, this was a really good episode. Yeah. It really went a little different than uh, <laughs> we kind of anticipated, you know, but yeah. it, it's really um, helpful in the way of knowing as you are trying to level up, as you are making progress in your career, uh, in every space, in your business, your entrepreneurship, whatever the lane is, that it's not personal. Disconnect some of the happenings, be objective about it. and uh, assess the amount of value that you're bringing, right? And and we're not ignorant that some places are, you know, the structure is not conducive, right? Men have a better opportunity to earn than women, you know, right? Uh, dominant culture have better opportunity than uh, people of color, than minorities. But it, it doesn't stop there, you know, and, and right. in this country, it's not a um, caste system, you know, so if you put energy on it, take the personal responsibility, the opportunity still exists. And yeah. we want to provide community and, and resources to help you level up because it is available. It really, really is available. And it's not personal. You you just brought up the most important thing here in this whole and, and I'll uh, the the whole idea of systemic issues, like issues of, of accessibility or, you know, like. Um, men generally have better opportunities than women. Uh, dominant culture generally has be- better access or more access to certain opportunities than minority cultures. But, you know, to me, I look at that as now, granted, I'm, I'm a white American man. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, in, I'm on top of the food chain, right? But, you know, but from being from that in that position or that vantage point, I look at, you know, someone like, uh, well, Chauncey, you're, you're not white and you are a man, but you know, you're, you took, uh, a risk, you took a lot of risks and you, 
you, I remember you telling stories of like, you know, we couldn't afford diapers. Like we, we couldn't afford food. We barely could afford rent. We couldn't put gas in the car. Now you're running a really successful company and we're helping other people level up. So what was different? What's different between Chauncey, the, the guy that by cultural standards would have some disadvantage compared to me going out and actually doing like, what, what's the difference? Well, you did something, you went and applied yourself, you know? And so to me, I mean, I have a better story to tell when I fight for it than when it's handed to me. Right. And yeah. I, I would rather at the end of the day, look back and say, I earned that. I didn't, I wasn't given that. Like I went out and I, I made that happen, man. You know, that's a very fine line right there, Peter. Yeah. That really, that really is a fine, fine line because you know, while life and what you have and what you accomplish is expressly tied to what you do. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. you know, Nobody can stop you from that. Nobody can take that from you. And yep. at the end of all life, there's going to be you and your responsibility, what you did. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're standing alone in that regard, in That's that right. moment. And so yep. there's, you're, you're absolutely right in that there's the, the personal responsibility, but we cannot kind of wave the, the, the magic glove over the whole scenario because, sure. you know, there's absolutely legit hurdles and there's uh, a different level of of energy that it takes right to to realize that and and i know that uh my wiring in uh as a as a eight on enneagram as a a d on the disc test you know serves well in in capitalist economy right In, in, in here and so you know i can apply that very linear direct energy and get results that somebody who's not having that natural wiring um you know, can, can realize, you know? So answer that question. Cause that's a really good point. So like for someone that's not wired that way, cause we're talking to people and saying, go get it, like, go make it happen. Well, yeah, what if I'm not wired that way, yeah. regardless of your, you know, your socioeconomic or political or, or ethnic or whatever, regardless of all those things, what if you're wired to be a little bit more laissez faire, passive, whatever? Yeah. Uh, what do you do? Yeah, very good question. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna circle to that and, and really touch it for us people who are not wired that way because you know my wife is one. She's not, you know, we talk about it. She's I know that I have an advantage as a man and as an eight type where she is more of a creative type of person and as a woman, you know. But I just want to just take a minute for our audience to know that hey man, we do understand the totally. hurdles are different. You know, yes. we do acknowledge and want to encourage you that the responsibility is there and the opportunity is yours and it is there. And and it may take a little bit more effort for you, mm-hmm. you know, and we're not, you know, gaslighting that reality. Yeah. But we also don't want to leave you in that space because the opportunity still exists, right? You can, and you yeah. can do, you can yeah, do I mean, if you put enough energy on it, you can, you can get it, you know? So to the people who do not have the natural wiring that way, you have to have community. You have to have tribe. You have to have, because your strengths are strengths, you know, it's not a second class type of thing, but you have to know where do I thrive? You know, my wife is, is, is an achievement and a visionary type of person. And so she has vision for days and, and creativity and like can come up with, you know, down and it can inspire and motivate and move people, you know? So now it's like, okay, you need to hook up with a uh, operational type of person who can now get into the building blocks of it. And we try to partner in that way. And some things, some projects we've worked on together, but then sometimes like, Hey, you know, it's better for us to be husband and wife and not yeah, <laughs> business partners, partners, you know? Yeah. yeah. But for, for those of you who do not have that, that natural kind of uh, personality, or innate yeah, energy 
that will lend itself to I'm going against the grain. I'm going to fight. It's hard. We acknowledge it's hard. But the way you do that is you know your vision, know where you're going. Get up, look down, you know, the line, see the forest and where do you want to go? Now you get back in. How do I get there? Okay, I understand my personality type. I understand what it takes to get where I'm going. So where are the resources? Who are the people? What network can I join to find the right people? You know, Bridge Plug, Bridge Builders Network. We we will connect you in those spaces. We have, you know, understanding that there are different people in different uh, with different strengths. We can partner you, right? There are resources within this community that can help you realize your goals. And so it's not off the table for you, but your, your your path towards it looks a little different than the next person. It may look different than mine, you know, but it's not my fault and it's not, you know, another person's fault. And if you take that personal responsibility to then now say, okay, hey, in order for me to get up the mountain, you know, I may not have a plane. I might, I might not be able to fly, you know, or I may not have a donkey that can get me up there. I may have to walk, but you know what? So I need to start a little bit earlier, right? I need to have me some pains. I need to pack well. I need to dress well. I need to make sure that I'm hydrated. And at the end of the day, I can get to the top of that mountain. All right. Oh my God. Yeah, man. So good, man. This is like, this is like the real stuff. Like this is the real, real, like this is real life stuff. And this is the, this is the fulcrum. I mean, this is where the rubber meets the road. And so, I mean, the topic today uh, this, this podcast is, it's not personal. We, we kind of touched on a few other topics there too. T- talked about the common enemy. We right. talked about, you know, everybody's different, different personality types, but you, at the end of the day, it's not about, you know, your value as a human, like you, whether or not you're a valuable person or, you know, all people desire to do something meaningful. We all desire to create and, and be a part of something that's bigger than ourselves. And, um, the millennial generation, especially, grew up in a in a kind of an incubated world where they we kind of well, and I'm not quite millennial, but kind of always wanted to be told how amazing we are and how valuable we are and how good we are at everything, and everybody gets a blue ribbon and everybody wins and nobody loses. And I think it's it's we're hitting on the wrong thing. We're trying to validate something in in everyone that shouldn't be validated by all of the, the, like competition is healthy. It's important. It's valuable. It's good because it produces endurance. It produces grit. It produces the, I mean, the guys, like you said, Chauncey, you want to go up that mountain. Maybe you have some disadvantages. Well, you got to leave earlier. You got to pack some extra water, maybe, you know, dress differently. Maybe you, you got to, you got to be a little more proactive and you're going to accomplish that when you think that way and you live that way, you're going to accomplish things that nobody else will accomplish. You're going to do something that is meaningful and that, that is um, way bigger, a part of something that's way bigger than yourself just because you showed up. And even if you're not wired that way, you know, there, there does come that moment in time. I remember vividly, not feeling like I was wired that way. But I remember I got to a point where my circumstances were, I'm not going anywhere. I'm spinning my wheels. So I either can wake up tomorrow and do something different or keep doing what I've been doing and keep complaining about how I'm not going anywhere. Well, who do I have to blame? I I have nobody to blame but myself. And again, Chauncey, like you said, like this network, Bridge Builders Network, that's why this exists. So if you're not wired that way, we've got people that are, that can help kind of spark that in you. And, and you know, you know, we understand, like we, we understand that there are adversities, there are challenges. And so we want to be that community to help you 
when you get into circumstances where there are challenges, we can walk, handhold and walk through that challenge with you, support you and help you get to the other side and get to that next level. Man, so good. So, so, so good. We, we believe in you guys. We are supporting you guys. We are cheering for you guys. We're cheering for each other. Uh, the opportunity is there. That's why we are here, you know, building bridges and changing lives. We want to see you level up. Uh, and we are continuing on our own path in our arenas to, to level up. And so join the network, you know, link up with us in this community and let's get to where we are trying to go. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Bridge Builder Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us as we share our knowledge and experience with you to give you the tools and opportunities to thrive. We are building bridges and changing lives. Connect with us on social at Bridge Builders. That's B-R-I-D-G-E-B-L-D-R-S and www.bridge-builders.co.